You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to this special edition of Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jaysrunacouch.com, and I I promised y'all treats, and I know I've promised treats before, but I, I got the good stuff today. I can I can tell you that this is going to be the first of some in-depth Blue Jays talk, and you're not just going to have to hear me talk, so all those iTunes reviewers sick of my Valley Girl voice, guess what? You don't have to hear it half the time, but instead I have one of the pillars uh, of sports talk in this country, both on TV and radio. He's branched out and done both, and I am thrilled to welcome him back onto the podcast to talk Blue Jays and just just MLB silliness in general, and we'll try... Try try to be serious for the most part, but I I can't help it. You y'all know me. I'm not that serious. Anyway, I'm I'm dilly dallying on this intro, but Sportsnet Scott McCarfer is here on the podcast with me. Scott, thank you so much for for rejoining me on the podcast. I'm glad I did not scare you off after the first time you came on. <laughs> Well, you know you wouldn't, and I know you like to cause trouble, so I'm here to cause trouble with you for for as long as you will have me. It's great to be back, AJ. I'm glad to have you. And hey, trouble's fun. Like, don't yes. don't don't let those freaking hall monitors tell you otherwise. Trouble is fun. So yeah, I, I know. I've I've just I've been trying to get rid of my ankle bracelet now for weeks, and <laughs> no, no. Uh, they just. They strap those things on so you can't pull them away, you know. <laughs> Bolt cutters. I'm, I, I've heard they work. I haven't, I haven't tested yeah. it, but I've heard, I've heard promising things. Um, but before we get into the Blue Jays and and just dissect the every every possible thing we can about the Blue Jays at this early stage in spring training. I mean, they they've been down there for a week, but already so many things are emerging from that team. I wanted to start with what seems to be just an just something that really should have been taken care of a while ago, but seems to just keep festering and growing into this this avalanche of bad publicity for baseball and of course People who have heard me on the podcast a couple times leading up to this know we're going to be talking about Rob Manfred because who else like deserves that kind of intro just for what he has done, how he has handled things since the suspensions were were handed out to the upper level Astros and and with with Cora gone and Beltran gone and and none of the players being asked to pay the price for a player-led scheme and then just some of the things he was saying just just he he it um, you have to be b- that bad you have to be trying to be that bad to to make those kind of comments that he did 
And let, let's just start with the basics, Scott. Um, how do you, like, like is, was there anything else Rob Manfred could do? Or is he actively trying to be this bad at his job? Well, I mean, I so I'll, I'll start with that I've held since this all came out. And, and I won't spend too much time talking about it unless you want to revisit it a little later because there's a lot to get to here. Yeah. I think the Houston Astros should unequivocally be stripped of the 2017 World Series championship. Mm. And that is not because I care what they would think or their owner, Jim Crane, would think they could walk around, their fans could walk around from here to kingdom come and for the rest of eternity claiming that they are the 2017 World Series champions. And and that would be fine because I'm not concerned about them. Uh, I'm concerned about the integrity of the game. And I'm concerned about how everybody else feels about this. And, And more than any of that, I am concerned most about uh, preventative deterrence. Mm. Listen, if you told an owner like Jim Crane, and I don't think I need to tell you or anybody else, AJ, that uh, people who own Major League Baseball teams, people who own National Football League franchises, these these people are well-to-do. A $5 million fine for Jim Crane would be like a five cent fine for you or me. Yeah. And if, if in a hypothetical environment, I'm a sociopath and I don't care about anything other than getting my way and winning. If you said to me, it'll cost you first and second round draft picks in the 2020 and 2021 drafts. Once this all comes out in late 2019, early 2020 about what you did in 2017, it cost you five million bucks and four draft picks, but you're the World Series champion in 2017. Would you take that trade off? If I have no shame and I have no dignity and all I care about is winning, the answer to that question very simply is yes. So, somebody, point out to me where there is deterrence um, sufficient enough to prevent any team that may approach things the way the Astros did uh, from, from repeating this behavior or for taking it to the next level or for doing it a different way at some point down the road. I had Alex Anthopoulos on my radio show recently, and he was saying the public shaming, in his view, is enough. And I pushed back on him, and I said, Alex, look, I don't get the sense that anybody cares here. Uh, Jim Crane, in that 27-minute missive that he gave, that pathetic press conference on Thursday, February 13th, I don't remember a lot of what he said, AJ, but I do remember one line, and it was this. We won the World Series, and I'll leave it at that. Mm. Okay? So if there's shame... Um, if there's contrition, and there were attempts to express contrition and to apologize, I don't sense that it's authentic. Then you deal with Rob Manfred, who is talking about, well, you know, uh, the Houston Astros have already celebrated and going and retrieving a piece of metal from them um, doesn't seem to be overly productive. And look, I mean, the World Series trophy is not, a, is not the Stanley Cup. 
I can imagine the outcry across Canada. If anybody called the Stanley Cup a piece of metal, we would be having summits and and meetings, and there would be outcries from MPs in Parliament for apologies, etc., etc. Mm. Um, but be that as it may, the World Series trophy is 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 what it is. Um, it's not a piece of metal. It is a symbol uh, that you have won the best baseball league's championship in a particular year. And you should do that by playing within the rules. That doesn't mean you don't try to take advantage of certain things or or be cutting edge in the constant game of cat and mouse. Uh, But you should respect some degree of the framework of the rules that constitute baseball. And, you know, we've seen baseball deal with the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Apple Watch stuff and and, and different things. Um, But I would liken it, and I want to be very clear that what is going on in Major League Baseball is not as serious as what I'm about to compare it to, Uh, But I would liken this to the Trump administration. Mm. Um, There is no shame anymore in the highest office in the land. There is no dignity anymore in the highest office in the land. It doesn't matter who you screw to get what you need in the highest office of the land. We are and I believe that it has always existed in society, and sports is often a reflection in its own way of society. Uh, We can certainly extract metaphors from sports that relate to to life in general. Um, I believe that there have always been problem people, problem groups in society, but we are seeing at this particular juncture in our existence Um, from some powerful people with very public figures, a complete um, unwillingness to respect what constitutes their offices and constitutes their responsibilities, and not just a complete unwillingness, an almost overt joy in sticking both middle fingers up and laughing at the people who are legitimately agreed. Mm. And it is across society. It is across um, uh, politics. It is now in Major League Baseball. Like, it is just everywhere. And it is bloody exhausting. I could not agree with you more, Scott. I It, it did strike me as just, it, like, taking uh, that that former mantra, like you want to win with integrity, win the right way. And just taking that Al Davis slogan, just win baby. And, and just extract, extracting and living it to the most like almost narcissistic extent, just, just how far they're willing to go. And, you know, I, I agree that I was really upset when Rob Manfred just called the trophy a piece of metal, like treating it with all the dignity of, I, I want to say George Costanza dragging it across the Yankees parking lot. If I got my Seinfeld reference, right. Just d- don't, don't quote me. Um, yeah. 
We're going to briefly interrupt bashing Rob Manfred just again and again to bring you the League Commish Fantasy Minute sponsored by League Commish where we give you one player and talk to you about whether or not they're going to be up or down this season and we chose a big one today one who also had some thoughts about the Astros cheating scandal and Rob Manfred and that would be the young Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And I've seen Vladdy go very high. He's actually the highest projected Blue Jay in fantasy drafts. He's averaging out at about um, 59 for 60th off the board. So in your standard 12-team fantasy leagues, this is going to put him at the back end of the fifth round. And Honestly, you are taking a bit of a risk with Vladdy there. You're betting that he's going to learn from what he did in 2019, which, I mean, wasn't terrible. I'm I'm not going to say that. Um, but obviously you want to see more power when you're drafting a third baseman. He had 15 home runs in 123 games last season. He's projected to up that to 23. I've seen 25. I've seen 30. I think the 23 is more accurate. I think Vladdy is still young. He's still learning. The average should come up a little bit. He ended at 272 last season. So the average should come up and the power will come in time. But just let the kid hit for that. If you're going to draft him that high, you you have to be a Blue Jays fan. You have to know there are other Blue Jays fans in your league and just make sure they don't get to reap the benefits of Vladdy. And that's been your Fantasy Minute brought to you by League Commish. What are you doing for the game? It's a universal question to be asking. Whether you're a casual follower, you tweet everything you see, you die hard, you die little, you eat a bunch of food, you couldn't care less, you're really competitive, everyone has their place in the sports world. And those same personalities go into fantasy leagues and League Commish exists to ensure that your fantasy sports experience is the best one for you. League Commish matches managers to leagues as they lay the foundation for that new group of people that you are going to take money from or take pride from every week. And it's as easy as just signing up. You indicate your preferences on their website. You get matched and you get to take a look at it. You can approve it before you make any kind of commitment. So sign up with League Commish by February 29th and receive 15% off by entering in the code Locked On in the referred section of the sign-up form. That's L-O-C-K-E-D, capital O-N. So what are you doing for the game? Find your next fantasy sports league at LeagueCommish.com. You are Locked On Blue Jays. Your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You know, just casually discarding, you know, what that is supposed to represent. And and they say MLB is supposed to be trying to pull in young people. Like, like what, what message are you setting for young people? That was not a message for the young person watching. That was a message for the for the owners for the for the hedge fund managers that are buying teams and just want that shine that 
shiny gold star on their resume and are willing to do whatever it takes to get it. And I I don't think Rob Manfred well, realizes the damage he he does with every word to the integrity of that game. And if you don't have the integrity, what do you have? Well, and I'll, I'll follow it up with one more thought on this, AJ, which relates to Manfred being very clear and explicit about the possibility of significant punishment for anyone who attempts to extract retaliation on the Astros. Now, it is important that he says something, because the way that you typically extract retaliation in baseball is to have pitchers throw at hitters. Mm. And what we cannot have are 98, 99, 100, 101 mile an hour fastballs being zipped at hitters' shoulders and up near the head Mm. because you can concuss somebody and in the worst case scenario you can kill somebody and so what is in 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 one moment in the worst case scenario uh, uh kind of a fired up attempt to extract revenge can 10 seconds later be a moment of extreme regret so i am with manfred on the notion of trying to contain retaliation but On the flip side of the coin, I do not like in any situation, um, and so I will include this one, I do not like when a leader, and in this case it is Rob Manfred, cannot keep the original genie in the bottle, the, 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 Mm. the... the behavior that has caused all of this friction, all of this outpouring of anger, this is the likes of which we haven't seen. I, I don't think players were ever this vociferous about the steroid use. There were some people who spoke out, but it didn't seem to be as widespread. But, but to feel or to suggest that you have dealt with the Astros situation and you will now be policing with Hawkeyes any attempts at retaliation or perceived retaliation by those who are legitimately aggrieved do not police the behavior. We can't have people throwing at people. I want to be very clear about that. Mm. But do not police the behavior of those who are legitimately aggrieved when you did a pathetic job of punishing the behavior that has caused all of those people to be legitimately aggrieved. Take the lead, do the right thing. Now, you said earlier off the top, and I I will slightly come to Manfred's defense on this. Um, If it is true, and and I believe that it is, that they would not have gotten near the information that they did on this sign-stealing institutionalized program the Astros had without the cooperation of Astros players, if that required confidentiality and immunity... You have to honor that. You have to honor that in the very same way, say, that journalists protect sources, even when aggrieved government officials come at them and say, out these people or I'm Mm. coming after you. You have to protect that if you've made that promise. So I understand why players uh, on the Houston Astros have not been suspended, because I'm assuming that that is what has gone down here. Um, But... I, I do think 
And I don't know what promises were made, but I will come back to my original point, which is that the 2017 Houston Astros should be stripped of their World Series championship. And depending on what the league finds out about the 2018 Boston Red Sox, we should be visiting that too. And if baseball is troubled or pissed off or a combination of both, and feeling a lot of other negative emotions tied to the fact that they cannot say that the that the league had a champion in 17 or 18, well, then they've got to do a much better bloody job ensuring that their champions henceforth are legitimate. Mm. And then we'll never have to deal with this again. Because Manfred's going on, ooh, I'm a precedent guy. And my question is, what the hell's the precedent? What the hell? Steroids are not a precedent. Steroids were never... As far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, institutionalized policies of any particular franchise. Mm. Those were there were players in each clubhouse who were juicing. Okay, I'm assuming um, that a lot of them made those individual decisions. There may have been some peer pressure in a lot of cases, but they were individual decisions and not necessarily institutionalized team policies that you've got to be 40 pounds of muscle heavier by the time training camp or spring training starts in February. I I don't want to see you this lean four months from now. I highly doubt that. What's the precedent? The 1919 Chicago White Sox lost the World Series because eight of their players, including Shoeless Joe Jackson, threw the World Series. So you can't punish the Black Sox, the so-called Black Sox, by taking away the World Series title. They didn't win it. But what did they do? They banned those eight players, Joe Jackson included, for life. And out of that scandal emerged Kennesaw Mountain Landis, the first ever commissioner of Major League Baseball. He was a true independent voice. But what we have now are stand-ins who are working for 30 owners. In this case, it's Rob Manfred. Stand-ins who are working for 30 owners and, you know... Well, you know, we punish the Astros. What are we going to do to the next team? Like it's, it's, it. Yeah. A lot of players are pissed. Yeah. But, but I think a lot of owners, um, I think a lot of owners look around and go, "Geez, what if that was me? You know, what if that was my team?" So there's a lot of band-aids to rip off. It's just incredibly, incredibly, uh, incredibly frustrating. The whole thing. Yeah, I. I did want to ask just one final question on this before we move on to like actual Blue Jays talk. Um, what you mentioned about the players and just how frustrated they seem to be. Like, I mean, you have Mike Trout going to the media and saying, I, I have lost respect for those guys, which is essentially Mike Trout dropping 10 swear words in one sentence with how much he actually <laughs> talks to the media. But you have... Right. You have you have Justin Turner coming out and, and slamming them. You have Carlos Correa and Clay Bellinger sniping at each other. You have Nick Marcakis of Atlanta advocating beatings. And and it's not just beanballs. There there are many ways that these Astros players can be put in danger. It can be a spiking of the cleat on your Yuli Guriel as he's trying to catch a ball at first base. Jose Altuve, man, second. You you cannot tell me there isn't one player who is looking to go chase Utley on Jose Altuve for perceived slights. And, and you cannot tell me that it's not eventually going to descend into not one of those showman brawls 
that that you see with the with the bullpen charging it. It's gonna be everyone's gonna be Yasiel Puig in that fight, and everyone's gonna want a piece of the Astros. So if if you're not gonna hand out those punishments to the Astros and instead are gonna are gonna try try and just prevent protect them essentially from this retaliation what does it what does it tell the players because phil hughes is out here advocating for strikes and i mean it's no hair off phil hughes's back he's not playing anymore but like like what can what can rob manfred do to to even try and set players minds at ease if they're playing a fair game well, I think that's part of what he's trying to do by explicitly saying, look, I, I do not want any retaliation um, or, or of the injurious kind, and, and, and I, will be keeping, I will be keeping a close eye on it. I mean, you just, and I, I do agree. I mean, you cannot have pitchers zipping 99-mile-an-hour fastballs up in the shoulder and, and head areas of, of, of Astros hitters. But I'll throw another. You you asked me. You asked me. You put the one down. You called for the fastball, and I'm going to cross you up and throw you a curveball instead, AJ. Okay. All right. Here's one. Here's one for you. This is ugly, right? Yeah. Rob Manfred can't be overly happy about this, generally speaking, and 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 in most ways he wouldn't be. But but what if I said to you? that in one perverse way, this isn't bothering him at all. And that is, is that there is a crucial collective bargaining agreement negotiation on the horizon here. Hmm. And the league has absolutely owned the Players Association since Tony Clark took over and has made significant gains and the fact that there is now infighting amongst players, current Astros players versus the rest of the world, if you will, or 2017 Astros players. I saw uh, Jake Marisnik take the, I thought he did the right thing, and I think it's easier for guys who are no longer in the organization, but in Port St. Lucie, Florida, at Mets training camp, at Mets spring training, Jake Marisnik got up on the podium and said, look, I want to talk about this with everybody today because I don't want to be a distraction to my teammates here in, in New York. And I want to apologize for uh, what happened. I think Marwin Gonzalez, now of the Twins, uh, mm-hmm. did the same thing. So uh, guys who have moved on. But what I'm saying is, is that if baseball can, you know, in the past there have been some divides between uh, the American-born players and the uh, Latin and international-born players over uh, draft versus international signing and the international draft stuff that the league was sort of floating out there. They were able to cause friction in different ways among player groups. There is now friction over this issue. And so if there is any kind, and I'm not saying it's this sinister, although the way the world's going, I can't believe anything's good anymore. I'm such a cynic, maybe just a realist. But if there is any kind of divide-and-conquer mentality on, on the league's front with regard to what's gone down here as they have watched more players speak up and the situation devolve, um, I wonder if in some ways uh, the league and its owners aren't entirely bothered. And I, 
you will always get a professional wrestling reference out of me um, <laughs> when we visit. Eric Bischoff, the former president of World Championship Wrestling, mm-hmm. um, back in the heyday, Hulk Hogan, New World Order, he uh, released a book probably a decade ago, maybe a little more now, called Controversy Creates Cash. And we have significant controversy in Major League Baseball right now and where the National Basketball Association and the National Football League really excel at pumping out narratives, pumping out stories, staying at the top of the news cycle, staying fresh, staying current, keeping with our short attention spans by giving us more and more and more. Major League Baseball, what have we heard a lot about? Mike Trout, he's the best player in history, uh, potentially, when it's all said and done. Does the man speak? Like, is there, uh, we hear it a lot with the NHL, too, just not a lot of personality, not a lot of, um, not a lot of branding among individuals. What we have in Major League Baseball right now will compel us to keep a closer eye on the sport and will compel us to keep a closer eye specifically this year and i do think in a perverse way there is value in that too it it is sadly true i i mean this would be a great case of of manfred playing Candyland while everyone's playing checkers but i i I mean i don't want to give manfred that much credit (laughs) for being that smart but it's an alternative way of looking at some things no it's it's true and and you are right that this has dominated the news cycle the past couple of days at 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 the expense of like basketball having its all star game, which is baffling. Um, mm. But I don't know. I I'm trying to be positive, Scott. But I I have to concede that the world is is a lot more kind of shrouded in darkness. Like uh, like. Like we're we're kind of insinuating here, so. Well, let's talk about baseball and yeah. stay on that because you did not bring me on for my views on the state of politics and the state of the world, and I um, I regretfully inform you, AJ, that I would not make you a happier person <laughs> if I actually shared what I think about what's going on. So, um, yeah, let's pretend it's all ponies and rainbows and everybody's happy and. Um, Let's talk, let's talk about the Toronto Blue Jays and this 94-win season that's going to come, <laughs> right? I mean, that's where we're at here, right? right? I mean, we're all spring I, training, hope springs eternal. I think that is an excellent idea. And we will be doing that on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Blue Jays as we cannot contain Scott McCarver to just one day. No, we will be coming at you tomorrow with our discussion of Blue Jays batters for the upcoming season. So tune into that. Just a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at a underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. Subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can get podcasts, you will find Locked on Jays. And follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we will be back with part two with Scott McCarfer tomorrow. So for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, 
I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening. And you take care.